This is episode number 21 with Karen Cheston. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. That's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Karen Cheston, and in this episode, we talk about a couple of really interesting topics, such as how people can start finding their true self, identity, values, and belief systems, purpose, happiness, and fulfillment. And now a couple of words about today's guest. Karen Cheston is the co-founder of Live Love by Design, a Beyond Loss mentor, and an international keynote speaker. Karen has shared the stage with the likes of Marianne Williamson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Wallery Harper, and Dr. Elliot Drake. She's the author of eight books, an online TV show host, and a podcaster. In her past life, Karen was a senior manager for more than 25 years, a CPA and the chief financial officer of National Leisure and Gaming Limited. In July 2011, Karen's life changed forever when her 27-year-old son, Dan, suddenly and unexpectedly passed away at her back door. Within 15 months, she left her CFO role and went on a personal, professional and spiritual journey. Cultivating in her becoming a beyond loss expert and co-founding her business, Live Love by Design, where as a beyond loss mentor, Karen implements her signature program, The Gift of Loss for organizations and individuals. Within organizations, Karen not only challenges the status quo by asking, is there room in the modern workplace to be more human? She then provides tangible solutions that will help organizations to invest in their people who in turn will create the best possible product, offer the best possible customer experience, and build the strongest possible company. When working with individuals, she assists all who are suffering from any kind of loss to create a better everyday life. So without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Karen, and welcome to the show. Hi, Tabor. How are you? Great. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm always good. Because it's a choice. And so many people forget that. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I'm grateful that you are here with me today in this in this show. You know, I'm I'm honored. And first of all, I want to talk about your story. And uh, I know that you have an incredible journey. And uh, would you talk to us a little bit more about this? Uh, because you were working as a CFO in the past, but now you are the owner of Live Love by Design. 
you're the co-founder, so to speak, and you had an incredible journey and I would say an awakening. Yes. And so would you talk to us a little bit more about this? Yes, you're absolutely right. And back in 2011, I was a, uh, as you said, a chief financial officer of a publicly listed company here in Australia. And I, you know, most people looking at me at that stage would have said, oh, wow, she's successful. You know, just look at her. I had the job, the salary, you know, the cars, the house, the overseas trips, everything that a lot of us define as successful. Though in hindsight and, you know, now I certainly would not have classed it all as successful. I was actually living in what I like to now call inner Groundhog Day days. Every day was the same and I truly wasn't being true to my true self. So as life seems to do, it likes to send you little challenges and little bumps in the road to help you to... I guess, become the person who you're meant to be. And what happened was on the 10th of July, 2011, it was a Sunday morning, my husband and I woke up thinking we were going to have a lazy day at home. Though within, you know, minutes, my husband opened the back door, went down the stairs to open the back door, take the rubbish out, and he called back up and he went, bloody hell, Dan is asleep at our back door. Now, alarm bells went off for oh, me yeah. because Dan, our 27-year-old son, he was living downstairs with his girlfriend and they had gone out separately the night before. But he did have a habit of drinking way too much, but he always made it home to bed. So as I quickly took the stairs, probably only hitting one or two, I rushed through the back door and I saw him lying there in the fetal position with saliva coming out of his mouth. And I rushed over to him and shook him and I was like, Dan, 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 wake up, wake up, wake up. And he just wouldn't wake up. And then the paramedics very quickly arrived. And what seemed like, you know, not even a second, they just turned straight away and they they looked at me and they just said, I'm sorry, madam, he is dead. And he probably has been for several hours, which obviously... Wow. It's it's the last thing anyone expects, you know, and we found out a lot mm. later that his lungs had failed him when he'd come home later that night by himself because they'd gone out separately, him and his girlfriend, that he did fall over um, and everything did shake up but it was his breath that failed him because he'd had pneumonia a few years earlier when he'd been in Scotland and in hospital for over a week. Um, but what was really... You know, at the time, I just, I just more or less ignored it. I went straight back to work, eating more, drinking more, working even harder. And I just mm. carried on, which is, you know, unbelievable when I think about it now. It's, I guess I knew how to be a CFO. Yeah. I didn't know how to be a grieving mm. mother, nor did I want to be a grieving mother. And and it's funny, isn't it, that, you know, I just carried on and, of course, that was meant to have been my wake-up call. And the fact that mm. it, I didn't wake up 
they had to send me another wake-up call, which came in the form of um, about 15 months after Dan passed, I mm. the company I was working for was merging with another company and at the time they said to me, look, Karen, you're not going to be the CFO in the new company, but you will, you'll be doing everything you're doing now and probably more. Mm. And I just went, yeah, that's okay. I don't really care what my title is. Until they said, oh, and by the way, we're going to pay you two-thirds of what we're paying you now. Mm. And that was the best gift they ever did for me. And, like, sure, I was really wow. I was really peeved off when they told me on the Friday afternoon that very quickly over the weekend I really realised that I was only there for the money. And as much as I loved my job, I wasn't being true to me. I wasn't being true to my family. And I was wasting mm. most of the money on crap, as most of us do, uh, because mm. I'd lost me. And when you're not fulfilled, you have this big hole inside of you, which you completely, you can always try to fill, but because you are not being true to yourself. You can never feel it. So, mm. so I I just knew that in order for me to be whole, as in W H O L E, I yeah. needed to start on a journey, and I love to call it a journey to becoming my own best friend, which is what I very quickly did when I chose redundancy. Um, but you know. They, get, they gave me the best gift ever by not paying me what I was on because if they had of, I would have stayed. And I now know that I seriously was on a road to a major illness, mm. you know, whether it was a heart attack, a stroke, type 2 diabetes, possibly even death because mm. I just wow. wasn't being healthy and when I think back and I, I just know that 90, probably 95% of my colleagues were exactly the same. And most people in a corporate life, mm. they're not healthy mentally, spiritually, wow. physically. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I just want to appreciate you for, for sharing this story. I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I believe that uh, a lot of people are going through adversity or some kind of difficulty maybe it's because of career maybe they they are burned burnt out uh, so I was going through uh, transitioning so I used to be in architecture and I transitioned into coaching and personal development and uh, yeah I, I love this field because as you said uh, it's it's becoming true to yourself and and helping others do the same so uh, my question here is, for example, when someone is in transitioning or, you know, they might not find their own path, they are not true to themselves. And we, we talk about identity, like finding your true self. Like, how can people start to do that? It's, it's, I'm so glad you asked me that because it truly does come down to the, the questions that you're asking yourself. 
Um, and just recently, um, I have to love the English language and, and I realise that I don't think English is your first language, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's not my native language. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the, so the word like uh, where ask questions, so the beautiful part about this is the first, you know, five letters of questions are a quest. So the more that you ask yourself questions, the more you're on a quest to not only finding the answers but also coming to a place where you will come out better than before you asked yourself the questions. And it may be tough to start with and it, you know, is a whole lot of soul searching and all these sort of things. And and you go through a little bit of guilt and a little bit of, I guess, shame and blame, you know, I should have known this. I'm a really smart person, you know, sort of thing. Like, for Mm, example, when Dan passed, I was 54. And within a year, I realised that uh, we are the only person we're going to spend our entire life with. So why are we giving up on our dreams and putting ourselves last and doing all of these things, whereas at the end of the day, it is our life. And Mm. I'm not saying it from a selfish point of view. I'm saying it from a we're all spiritual beings on, you know, coming down here to have a human experience to advance ourselves on a soul level. So if all you're doing is helping everyone else and not looking after yourself, you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to have a lot of regrets. So mm-hmm. with, you know, and when I realised this, I thought, oh, my God, like I seriously was burning out for our family and just on the quest of more and more and more. But we weren't fulfilled and so it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought to myself, like, I'm a really smart lady. You know, I've, I've got a master's degree, I'm a CPA, and I've got all of these sort of letters after my names. Like, how come I never figured this out earlier? Yeah. And wow. it was and it was a really good sort of realization to me. And that all came about through the questions that you ask yourself. And and like what I do now is I, I talk about mm. the gift of loss. And I help people to find and unwrap the gift in any loss that comes into their life. And and did you know that there's over 40 different loss events that can affect our lives? Mm, no. So what are, like, what are those? Oh, I, I, I won't name all 40 of them because we'll be here all night. But the main <laughs> yeah. ones are obviously death, right? And death mm-hmm. comes in many forms. It could be a physical death of a loved one or a friend mm-hmm. or a colleague. But it also could be a death of a marriage, a death of a relationship, death of your job, your career, your finances, your health, your pet. It could be even something which we sort of brush off and don't really appreciate, not only in our own lives but in other people's lives as well. It could be moving, you know, like moving house, moving country. It's huge. And there are going to be a lot of things that you are going to grieve over. And sure, there's going to be a lot of things that you're really happy to leave behind. So when we realize that all of these things come to us, and it is about us learning to find the gift in what we have lost, so that we can pivot and take a new road, 
to, as I say, to live and love our life because at the end of the day, that's why we've all chosen to be born at this time and in whatever scenario we are in. And, like, you've got to love the information age, you know. Here we are Mm. um, sitting, like, thousands and thousands of miles apart from each other and it's just like we're in the same room it's so totally cool isn't it yeah absolutely i mean i'm currently located in austria and you are from australia so it's it's amazing absolutely yeah and it's funny and and you probably don't know this but obviously uh, arnold schwarzenegger is from austria correct yeah absolutely yeah that's correct yeah that's right. So he did a lot of tourism ads in Australia, so and was confusing the Austria Australian sort of thing, and it was hilarious. But anyway, we've, we've sidetracked. But it, <laughs> it it is so funny that um, our countries' names are very similar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you were talking about the gift in the loss. Yes, uh, which is. Um, you know, I was wondering, like, is it necessary for people to experience loss before they can find their gifts in life? And um, and anyways, like, how how can they start to 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 focus more on becoming true to themselves? Like, what are some yeah. well, that's uh, what, steps? And, yeah. Well, I, what I really like to um, I, I'm I'm going to say believe, but I, I really know it. But anyway, we'll stick with believe. We all come to earth as babies and we already mm-hmm. know a fair bit. We are in love, you know, we, we understand things. And in through the growing process, we seem to take on other people's beliefs about ourselves and about the world and we form all these perspectives and these limiting beliefs and, and all of these things that stop us being true to who we are and stop us being true to our true purpose for why we came down here. So I firmly believe that if we can get back to who we are and we are going to have a real lot of um, things to overcome, but that's what life's about. It's, It's about us having challenges and growing, not only as a personality but also on a soul level. And mm-hmm. if we didn't, if we get the lessons, we don't need the traumatic events. But I think the traumatic events help us to grow exponentially because we find out so much, not only about ourselves, but also about other people, about the world. And mm-hmm. I think it helps us to broaden our perspective because. We can be so narrow in the way we look. Like, for example, in Australia, I was born in the late 50s and for 20, 30 years we had a white policy. So I never mixed with a lot of different cultures until I actually, you know, did my master's degree when when I was in my late 30s. So it was really interesting to have my narrow perspective broaden sure I would watch you know the news and stuff like that but first-hand experience is always different to you know not being part of the actual reality and 
I just could not believe how narrow I was because obviously all my friends were Anglo-Saxon Australians. So it was all, you know, we were all very much of that perspective. So I do believe that things come to you in your life to help you to become true to who you are, but also to help you to love and understand humans, no matter what race, what culture, what religion, to help you to understand that at the end of the day, we're all the same. We we all just want to live a happy and prosperous life. We all just want our family safe. You know what I mean? And it just really makes a lot of sense that in order for us to come back to our true selves, it's a it's through the journey of ups and downs. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I wanted to get back to, for example, you mentioned questions. So as a coach, uh, and I'm sure you you agree with this, I fundamentally believe that the questions that you ask yourself will determine how you think about things and you will find the answers to your questions, right? So it's really important what questions you ask yourself. And in coaching, you can assist people on their journey by asking them the right questions. And uh, in coaching, um, you know, there are a lot of questions connected to values and beliefs and identity, which, um, yeah, I would say a lot of people don't necessarily think about because they think about environment, you know, material things and actions and how I can do this, but they don't really go higher into those values and identities. So I think it's really important that people understand that, for example, your identity is not based on what you do or what you have or you know what you accomplish and things like that but this is something that comes from within so there's there's an inner strength that you can achieve without those material things i don't know what your thoughts on this for example i totally agree with you and it it is all about the questions and and when we're younger, we don't seem to ask ourselves as many questions. Well, I, I certainly didn't and most mm. of my friends didn't. Until you get older and, and you do start, you know, asking, like, what's all this about? Like surely there must be more to life than this. You know, one of the great questions I asked myself continually was mm. surely there must be an easier way to achieve at this high level. Like why do I have to burn out in order to be successful in the corporate ladder, mm. you know, and and there are he's you don't have to burn out. It's about understanding that there are, you know, you have multiple areas of life, and one does not have to suffer in order for the other to thrive. It's just a matter of you understanding that the habits that you are, you know, doing each day may not be ideal, and you may not be focusing on all areas of your life. You might only be focusing on one or two, and as we know. What we focus on grows. What we don't dies. And it's mm-hmm. really that simple. Absolutely. It's about watering, you know, it's a watering their garden. But I really do love the way that you said that about your identity does not come from what you do. I can remember in the 90s mm. meeting a man who had yeah. retired and he was a consultant for a company I was working at then. And he he was upset that he had retired. He, you know, he had retired young. He, I think he was like 55 or something. And before he retired, mm-hmm. he said he had like seven McDonald's stores. So at that stage, you had to be pretty wealthy if you had that many McDonald's stores. And he <laughs> said that 
when he sold them, he lost who he was. He says, now I'm just an old guy who has retired Mm -hmm. and plays golf every day. He says, whereas when I owned the McDonald's stores, I was a status in my community. And I said to him, Mm -hmm. even then I wasn't even as aware as what I am now, and I said to him, isn't that a shame that you you have found that your your uh, your self worth is attached to your job? And he just said, "I mm. guess so," and he wasn't very happy with my comment. Yeah, I totally agree. And this is um, you mentioned attached, like attachment and detachment. Like I'm not really attached to material things or my identity. And you know, it's a it's a really inter- interesting question to ask. Mm. who am i right yes uh who am i without those things am i the same person and defining your identity and yourself based not based on those material things mm. and you know i was wondering like um when it comes to purpose i'm sure that you you found your purpose and you are following your purpose so how do you define this word purpose and uh, how did you find this uh what was your way yeah Well, my way was a bit of a trial and error. I think like most people's uh, finding your purpose. But I also do believe that your purpose changes throughout your life. Like the purpose you have when you're 20 will not be the purpose you have when you're 50 or 60. And Mm -hmm. it's all about us continually growing and realising that because a lot of people, you know, they might be young parents and they think, oh, you know, there must be more to life. I need to have a bigger purpose. No, at that stage, your purpose is to raise the next generation so that they know who they are, so that they're loving and so that, you know, they can become a valued member of society. And it's really important that people realise that. So my purpose, I, I firmly believe, is to is to help people to realise that Life is way too short to be grieving and suffering. We are all here to have little challenges, but to learn to overcome them and to learn who we are through them. And I honestly believe that my mission is to assist individuals and organisations to see that the loss of any kind is actually there's a gift there to unwrap so that we can you know, live and love our life. And that's what I believe my purpose in life is. I, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life and a lot of people go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But I've also realised and learnt, like my ancestors, like both of my grandmothers lost children. My mother lost her first child. So it seems to be a bit of a, a family sort of thing. I'm one of seven children. Thankfully, none of my siblings have lost a child. Though mm-hmm. I firmly believe through the way that my grandparents and handled losing their children, um, I learnt the way not to grieve a child, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Um yeah, purpose is a really interesting thing. So as I mentioned, I was in architecture and I moved out to, to Germany uh, for a while. And um, there I had a couple of new questions and I think my mindset shifted there. So the reason why I started this podcast was I wanted to show people possibilities and help them transform their mindsets so they can open up, you know, 
open up for all those things that that you mentioned that you know there's there's a there's a gift in everything uh you know in, in every kind of loss so you know there's a big question in life uh happiness for example for a lot of people and happiness and fulfillment finding happiness i like to talk about these things as well like how would you define happiness and fulfillment what what is it for you for example yeah. Before I answer that, I'd like to say good on you for doing this. Like this is amazing because mm-hmm. it is about helping people to to not only find themselves but to find what they're they're missing. And and happiness is something that you can have you can have every day. It's we all seem to think it's this big long quest that you know someone else is going to make us happy. No, you are going to make you happy. And happiness is a choice. You, you know, you can be sad each day or you can be happy each day. You can look for the good. You can look for gratitude in everything that you have. And I know for sure that every single person has a lifestyle that someone else would love to have. Like we are never the worst and we're never the best. So Mm. you've always got something to be grateful for. And I remember years ago, I think it was Robert Holding, who is one of the Louise Hayes um, teachers, and he said that if you feel there is something missing in your life, maybe it's you. Mm. And when I heard that, I just thought that is so true because we do forget about us and the fulfilment and the happiness that you are seeking all comes back to you. And if you think someone else is going to give it to you, you're sadly mistaken. They may give it to you for a little while, but eventually they're going to say, when are you going to start contributing to your life? Why am I the one that has to continually feed you and make you happy and be there and on for you? So it really is a choice that we can all make each and every day and the easiest way to do it is when you get out of bed set an intention for the day or have a word for the day and the word could be it could be something as simple as happiness or gratitude or fulfillment and then in each scenario that you're in, and let's face it, we're, we play many roles in each day. So in each role that you're playing, look for whatever that word was. So look for the gratitude in that word. Look at, for a way that you can be happy in a scenario that otherwise you'd be sitting there going, oh, my God, I hate my job. Like you may hate your job, but guess what? There is always something about your job that you like. So start to look for those little bits and before you know it, you will just expand and expand and expand. And if you do hate your day, your job, now's the time for you to look at your calendar and put a mark in it. I don't care if it's six months down the track, a year down the track, five years down the track. Put a date in your calendar that says this is the day that I leave this job. And then from now to then, you do everything you can to make sure that you can leave that job. Get the skills you need. Get whatever you need to make sure that you hit that day and you move from that job that you hate because no one has to hate anything in their life. Mm. 
I, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, you can do something about it. It's, it's, as you said, it's a choice. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, like, what are those things that um, stop people from, you know, stepping out of their comfort zones or from this survival mode? Because some of them might be in this survival mode, you know, financial security, different kind of securities. And the, the way I explained it is, is because of fears. So different kind of fears and limiting beliefs. And you were talking about limiting beliefs at the beginning of these conversations. Like, these are my reasons. That is how I actually uh, define this. Yeah, what, what stops people from stepping out of their comfort zone or survival mode. Like, what do you, what do you think about this? What stops people from, you know, reaching their full potential, yeah. I would say? Full clarity. A lot of people don't even realize it. You know, they 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 just they're just in the groundhog day days like I was in. They just wow. think, oh, this is what life's about, you know, sort of thing. They settle. They they don't have any goals. They don't have any goals that light you up, and therefore they're not even aware that they're limiting themselves. They honestly believe that their beliefs are reality. They don't understand that you can easily get rid of any belief that you've had. You know, it's about doing the exercise and actually saying, is this belief my belief or did I get it from my parents, from my teachers, from my ancestors? You know, I could have carried it in from a previous life. And it is about asking, you know, is this belief serving me? And then looking for as you will, when you look at your beliefs, you will find just as many, um, just as many scenarios where you can prove it true and you can prove it wrong. So question your beliefs and then prove it wrong and then say, well, this is not serving me for who I want to be. Ditch it and create a new belief. And there's so many ways to do that, which is what I love. It is, you know, and and my mother, my mother's 89 and she has a lot Mm. of these beliefs and I've even stopped arguing with her now over them because I just think it's okay for you to believe what you want to. I don't have to take on your beliefs, you know, and which is great. But to come to that reality of actually saying what I believe is what I believe, I don't need anyone else to believe it. You know, I wasted a lot of my 20s and 30s trying to convince people to believe what I believe. And at the end of the day, what a waste of time. And so now it's just like, okay, you just take a deep breath and you just go, that's fine. I am not going to take that on. I release that and and it's fine. And it, you don't even have to argue with anyone about it. Because mm-hmm. as I said, you will always find just as many scenarios that prove it wrong, that prove it right. So figure out if it serves you and if it doesn't get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you mentioned clarity which is I would say yes, absolutely and also awareness, like knowing uh, or getting to know what you don't know because beliefs are uh, similar like you you don't know that you have those beliefs that can uh, hold you back from 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 doing anything that you really want. So uh, you were talking about beliefs, and um, so how would you define a belief if someone's, you know, listening and they they are wondering what's a belief? <laughs> Do I have beliefs? Uh, what are those beliefs? Just ask yourself. Just ask yourself. Like any scenario, my health. What do I believe about my health? 
what you know just ask yourself so going to every area of your life in my model I have nine areas of life Mm -hmm. and you know what do I believe about me being successful in my health what do I believe about my mind you know how can I be successful do I believe that you know I'm dumb you know a lot of people believe they're dumb um for example I I believed for many years that I can't sing and, you know, because I was told at five, you cannot sing. You are <laughs> tone deaf and you're throwing everyone else off. And it stopped me from singing. And sure, they may be right, but do you know what? I don't care. I keep singing. Wow. And, yeah, because it's it's about all of those things. And believe me, it took me a long time to get to that phase, probably 50 years. But it is about you questioning every single thing in your life. What is stopping me from being successful in this area of my life, in my job, in in my relationships. You know, a lot of people believe that every man they're going to meet is going to beat them up and that's all they attract. So it's, it's about asking yourself those questions and saying, is this serving me? Mm. And you'll find that it's not. And it is about coming back to yourself and self-love Self, you know, self belief, self, everything that is self, self esteem, self awareness. Mm. That's what the key is because once you understand yourself, you can understand others. Mm. Yeah. And you can understand what you like and what you don't. But most of us just accept. Yeah. And they, they, they might not be aware that they accepted it, you know, and that's. That's uh, and yes, I like exactly. I love your framework, you know, and I think it's included in one of your books because you have written many books, eight books, if I'm not mistaken, and one of them is yeah. "Live Love by Design: Design Your Life to Flow in Every Possible Way." So you mentioned this uh, framework that there are different areas in in life that you can, you know, just examine and question your beliefs. So, so what are those areas? Would you talk about a little bit? So the nine areas of life are mentally, professionally, physically, financially, socially, family, um, spiritually, emotionally, and environmentally. Now, that's a lot to remember. Mm -hmm. So I've brought them down into four pillars, which is all about you, all about your relationships, all about your expertise, and all about your wealth creation. Mm -hmm. So... And I purposely said the four in that way. So I went, you, your relationships, your your expertise, and your wealth creation. Most people get it the other way around. They look at the wealth they want. They look at the job they want. Sure, I'll grab a couple of relationships along the way. And then at the end, I'll worry about me. And they wonder why they're not successful. It's about putting you first, mm-hmm. not from a selfish point of view, from a, well, if I look after me, then I can achieve in all of the other pillars. I'll be successful in my relationships, whether it's a, you know, a, a personal relationship or a business relationship or even with my relationship with money. Mm-hmm. So it's about understanding then how you can do it. But everything starts with you. And our school system, especially in Australia and you know America and and in the um, in those sort of countries, I'm not sure about in Austria. We actually take everything away from you, and we tell everyone if you put yourself first, you're selfish, and how dare you be like that? Which at the end of the day is the wrong way to be. To, to be because, as I said, 
The more you look after you, the more you go into overflow and the more you can then help others. And that's what I firmly believe we're all here to do. Mm. So would you talk to us a little bit more about these areas? So for example, let's start with all about you. And uh, there's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And in the mentally part, you talk about mindset and belief systems. And yeah. yeah. And what you're putting, what you're feeding your mindset with, you know, what sort of books are you reading? What sort of things are you watching on TV? Um, are you actually feeding your your mind with things that will help you grow or are they just exhausting you and making you actually, you know, realise that the world is evil? It's It's just so simple to understand. What are you feeding your mind is a great question mm. to actually ask most days. Mm. And what beliefs are you having from the stuff you're feeding your your mind? Yeah, yeah, and it can be through books and different kind of things, uh, anything, uh, knowledge, wisdom, information from other from yeah. other people, and uh, the people you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah, you know, we are the sum of the five. You know, the five closest people to us. So, what are those people like? Like, what are they believing them? Are they, you know, are they drug dealers? You know, are they in that sort of, you know, mindset? I'm, I'm not saying they are, but you know what I mean. I'm going from one extreme to the other. So, are you actually hanging around with people that are going to help you to grow into the person that you would really love to be? Mm. It is so important, you know, and I was focusing on this topic in the last couple of years in my life. So I was consciously picking people like, who are those people that I spend time with? And you know why? Because, you know, I have goals and it's important that those people around me are actually have the same mindset, as you said, that they have similar goals, they have similar aspirations, and it's really important. It can be, you know, family members as well. So just being aware if those people are really helping you achieve your goals or supporting you or not really, yeah. you know, those. That yeah. is so important. Yeah. Like the, the worst thing that anyone can say to you is why would you want to do that? You know, so many people have stopped doing whatever they want to do, which could have changed the world. Like imagine if someone had said to Steve Jobs, mm. why would you want to do that? You know, we have a phone. We we have a phone. We we have the separate stuff. Why would you want to put music on a phone? You know, and he he didn't listen to anyone. He he went and did whatever he wanted. But I'm sure he had people in his life that were laughed at him when he shared his ideas. Absolutely, I totally agree. And so, these are the relationships. And uh, your book, if I'm not mistaken, is available for free, right? As a as an ebook. Yeah. Go to my website, livelovebydesign.com, mm -hmm. and they can download um, that. And also on that website, if they'd really like to, they can book in and have a 15-minute chat with me about mm -hmm. the gift of loss. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more than happy, you know, they can book into my calendar and I'm more than happy for them to have a, a quick chat just to, if they're suffering from something that they're struggling to find a gift in it. And, you know, I've had so many people say to me, there was no gift when my parents passed. And I'm, and I'm going, of course there was no gift when your parents passed. It's who you become after they pass. Mm -hmm. That's where you unwrap the gift. Yeah. The gift isn't in the loss event. Mm -hmm. 
The gift is the way you journey after it. Yeah. And it really is designed, you know, like I have a four-step process, which mm. I call the gift of love. And the first step is to stop because we, I didn't stop. The first step is to stop. And everyone needs to understand that it's in the stopping that you do gain a lot of awareness and where you can come. And which brings us to the second step, mm-hmm. which is to um, accept. You know, a lot of times we don't accept what's happened. We ignore it. I didn't accept it. I went straight back to work. Mm-hmm. And the third step is to identify. Identify what does this mean now? You know, we all have hopes, dreams and aspirations in every single relationship. Mm-hmm. So now that these are not going to be fulfilled, what does this mean? And how can we fulfill them in some other way? Mm-hmm. And that's in the identify. The next step is to actually complete, to come to love and, and forgiveness, to complete whether it's the relationship or just to complete the whole thing so that you truly do realise where you are now to where you want to be, which Mm -hmm. then brings us to the final stage is to pivot. And that's the fun part, the pivot part, because you then get to go, this is where I am now, this is where I want to be. So what steps do I take to close that gap, you know, each day? What What's, how do I get one step closer to it? But we have to identify, as you said earlier, we have to be aware. Yeah. And most of us aren't even aware mm. because most people go down and down and down and suffer from every sort of loss. And I'm here to tell you whether you believe it or not, when you lose a close family member or friend, they don't want you to be sad. They, they're on the other side. They've gone on to their next adventure and they're still traveling with you and they, they don't want you to be sad. They want you to learn how to live and love your life wow. because that's what we're all here to do. Wow. So beautiful. Sad. I'm actually getting the goosebumps and, uh, oh, thanks, good. I love that. Thank you. thanks for sharing. And, um, yeah, this is a really exciting process. And if I'm, if I understood you well, it's for individuals because, uh, you work with organizations. Yeah. No, it's all yeah, it's also organizations now because oh, okay. what I'm doing is um so people at work, like at corporations, all they want is their people to come each and every day, be present and productive and to leave their personal life at home. Mm. Well, yeah. how can they do that? We have 40 different loss events that can affect our lives. So how can our people rock up each and every day, present and productive like we want to be, when they've got all of this drama going on in their life, which they're probably suffering in silence about because no one wants to hear about it. Mm. So what I do is I go into the workplace and I can help people to work through any loss event. And it doesn't matter what the loss event is, the process is the same. So I can be in a room with, say, 20 people, 30 people. They all have a different loss event they're working on, but we can all do it together, which is beautiful. And then because they've got the awareness and the clarity and they know where they're going, they then can turn up each and every day and be present and productive. Though more importantly, they can help the company to make the best possible products because they're there, they're on board. They can help them to offer the best possible service, which Mm. in turn will build the best possible, strongest company. And isn't that what we're all after? Like 
I saw a recent Gallup research thing that came out in September this year. Mm-hmm. It said that only 5%, no, sorry, 15%, 1-5% of people are fully engaged worldwide in our organisations. Wow. So 85% are disengaged. If we help them to complete any loss that they are going through in their lives, they will be engaged because they're not suffering in silence. It just makes sense. What I do is just so logical mm-hmm. and I know that's why I was a CFO So, because I understand profits. Yeah. I now know as a beyond loss expert, I understand people and I know that people and profits are correlated. You help your people, your profits will just naturally go mm-hmm. up exponentially. Yeah. Uh, it is so true. I cannot agree more. You know, it, everything starts with with us humans, right? So everything starts with us in an organization as well. So, yeah, uh, beautiful is said. And uh, you know, I was wondering, um, what are those books that transform your life in in some ways? Oh my God! I you said you wanted the three. I've got so many. I could. I'll be here all night telling you. Okay. Yeah. So one of them was Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. Mm. Have you ever read it? No, not yet. Okay. So Radical Forgiveness teaches you that no one does anything to you. They do it for you. It's a complete mindset shift, but once you get it, my God, your whole life transforms. The next one is uh, The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Yeah. I've only recently read It's amazing when you get to the end. I won't spoil it for you. Unbelievable. He has lived the lifestyle that we all want by actually surrendering and letting life take him wherever it's going to take him. Totally amazing. I've got two yeah. more. The one yeah. that I, one I'm reading now, um, I'm about halfway through it, is called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. It's his mm. latest book. And it's yes. absolutely amazing and I highly recommend it to everyone. I ordered it back in May and it only just arrived at the end of October and mm-hmm. it's in hardback. <laughs> it's un- it's unbelievable. I love Simon Sinek. He's one of the great yeah. minds of our times. And yeah. my yeah. last one is Your Soul's Plan by Robert Shorts. Now, this may be a little bit out there for a lot of people, but um, as I read it, I just had this knowing. It was like, I know this. It's just like me remembering on a soul level. And it talks about how we design our life before we come down here. We design the key players. We all agree to do this. And we all even agree to do these horrible things to each other just so that we can develop on a soul level. It's a totally new perspective. I just mm. found it so grateful, and I had a lot of um, had a lot of reality checks with myself on how much I had judged people for their life choices, not realizing that their life choices were as much to assist me on a soul level as it was to assist them. And I did apologize to quite a few people after reading that book because it's a wow. totally different. Uh, it's a totally different shift in the way that you view the way people live their lives. And um, as I said, I'm one of seven children. So my um, siblings certainly got a lot of love and forgiveness directed their way. Wow. 
Wow, thanks for sharing this. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, people are hungry for wisdom and knowledge, so these books are really helpful for them. And uh, before I ask my last question, uh, please tell the listeners where they can find you online. They can find me online on either Karen Chaston, C-H-A-S-T-O-N dot com or at livelovebydesign.com. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on, you know, obviously LinkedIn. Just, yes, just search my name, Karen Chaston, C-H-A-S-T-O-N. I pop yeah. up. It's good I have an unusual name because I pop up normally first. Yeah, it's going to be in the show notes as well. So my last question is, what is your mission? And we have talked about your purpose, but what is the legacy that you want to live? Well, my vision is to create a better everyday life for all who have suffered from any kind of loss. So I guess my my whole legacy would be for people to look at any loss that comes into their life, any kind of loss, and actually know that there is a gift there for them to unwrap, not to waste too much time grieving and suffering. And there is a difference between missing someone and grieving and suffering, a huge difference. And to be able to say someone's name who has passed or even if you're divorced from them without a lot of hate behind it is just such a blessing. And, you know, one of my mottos is life is too short to be suffering from any kind of loss. Unwrap the gift of, uh, unwrap the gift this has bought and then design a life that you can live and love each and every day. Wow. Beautiful as said. Uh, thank you, Karen. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I, this is great. I just love, I just love talking about this because I just love the fact that I have come to this awareness. I'm so grateful. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website mindsethorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, mindset transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends. <laughs>